All right, welcome back to the potty train with John and Carl here. Uh, before I dive into anything, I guess, John, I'm sure you heard the news, just wanted to, to throw it out there because of our last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about where quarterbacks were going to go. Um, Drew Brees announced that he's staying another year. That, you know, that's going to directly impact the NFC South, kind of on where Jameis Winston's future is headed, and I think same as Cam Newton's because the Saints went from probably missing the playoffs if he retires to now being the clear front runner in that division. Yep. Yeah, I do agree. I just like you know, even as Ruby's old is getting older and like he's clearly on the decline, he's still after missing a month and a half of football through twenty seven touchdowns and four picks. Mm-hmm. Um granted he has a lot of weapons around him in a crappy division in terms of defense, but nonetheless that's still still a huge difference maker for him. But on a more positive note, today's Wednesday, so we're going to play a little bit of sweep or keep, okay? Um, for the people that don't know, John has no idea who I'm about to say. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, John, just so people know the rules, I'm going to give you five people that are probably on the chopping block or on the bubble at least. And you're going to give me your, your 30-second thoughts on these players or these people. And if you, you don't finish in 30 seconds, I'm going to reach for the microphone and slap you on the mouth. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So with that being said, number one, Jacoby Brissett of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I would keep him. Um, I would probably classify it as like a stop gap. Um, I wouldn't mind drafting a quarterback this year, next year and have them learning under Jacoby for, Maybe a year or two, I would find him. I don't think he's going to take you to the playoffs or take you to the Super Bowl, but he'll probably take you to the playoffs. Um, I don't think he's going to put you over the top, but I think he's just just enough to let you build the rest of the Colts team. I don't think they're completely there yet, but I think he's a nice stopgap solution. Okay, good. That was actually 28 seconds. That was perfect. Um, number two. Mitch Trubisky, the Chicago Bears. I am sweeping him under the rug and trying not to remember that he's there because, I mean, I, although it's been a short tenure, I would, I think it's time to move on. Just like the last episode, you mentioned signing some a veteran like Alex Smith. I think a veteran in the locker room would be a nice addition to that team. Um, I just don't think Trubisky's had some big games here and there, but I think that's more of a benefactor of Matt Nagy and just the way he runs the team and that right. great defense. Right. Moving on from that one, I agree with that completely. Number three, Le'Veon Bell on the New York Jets. Um, if this was my team, I would I would love to keep him, but I think that with the way the Jets are, I w- he's going to be getting swept. Just, I don't think he fits well there. The scheme doesn't fit him. Adam Gase is the dumbest. Fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, ruins everybody. I, I, I'm going to say swept. Sweep. All right. Moving on from that, I think kind of a bigger one. Not a player necessarily, but Matt Patricia on the Lions. Matt Patricia, I, I would keep him. Um, short lease short leash, but I would keep him for another year or two, see if, just give the Lions a little bit of consistency, something that they hardly have had besides Matt Stafford at quarterback, 
um, just to see if he can develop something. I, they're just kind of in a tough spot with the Packers and the Vikings in that division, even the Bears. It's just gonna. It's kind of tough for them, but um, I would keep him on. Okay, and last but not least, and probably the worst person in the NFL, Adam Gase, head coach. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the line and use the Trubisky, sweep him under the rug, and hope I never hear about him ever again. Right. Because he is just, he is just bad. I don't know. Just like an example of all the Dolphins players just all of a sudden have the best years of their career, the year that he's gone, like Devontae mm-hmm. Parker. It's just he just doesn't seem – I don't know where this offensive guru thing, his title comes, but he's I'm sweeping him under the rug. Yeah, he's a, he's a terrible coach, and he shouldn't be in the NFL. I mean, it's just time and time again he sucks. Um, but, yeah, to kind of touch on what you said, I think you made a lot of good points on that, but – Jacoby Brissett, I know we talked about the, the Colts maybe kind of a landing spot for Phillip Rivers. But, again, like he had way better weapons in Los Angeles on the Chargers. I just – like I don't know how you go from being bad with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Gordon and Eckler and Henry, and then you got what? Zach Pascal, Jack Doyle, an injured T.Y. Hill and Paris Campbell. Like if he didn't do it – in that division, like I'm not saying the the AFC South is a tougher division necessarily than the AFC West. Obviously, the AFC West has Patrick Mahomes, but like if you're talking in terms of defense, the Broncos are clearly trying to rebuild around the few stars that they have. The Raiders' defense is putting together some weapons, but like they're still not good. And the Chiefs' defense for the first half of the year was not good either. So I think that I'm not saying the Chargers had to be 12 and four for me to say that Phil Rivers still has like still got a little left in the tank, but the fact that their offense just couldn't do shit Mm -hmm. like 23 touchdowns, 20 picks. I just, I don't think the Colts go that route. Um, but Mitch Trubisky, yeah, it was the bears. It's been a short career for him, but I just like that defense was amazing Mm -hmm. when they went to the playoffs two years ago, the Packers were, you know, on the, the, the tail end of McCarthy's career, the Vikings were getting used to a new quarterback and the Lions were the Lions. So the Bears had their perfect window of opportunity to sneak in. And I know a lot of people blame that loss on Cody Parkey for the, the horrible double doink. I loved, I loved every second of that kick. <laughs> but people forget he's the only one that scored in that game for the Bears. So... People that are pissed at him, yeah, he he should make that. But your quarterback should also score some points. It's like going back to when the Vikings lost to Seattle on that wide left by Blair Walsh. Mm-hmm. He you had nine points because he scored nine points. Mm-hmm. Like maybe your offense should get downfield. So I don't know. But moving on, Le'Veon Bell, yeah, not the right system. I think he's still a good player, and I've always really liked Le'Veon. But I think that sitting out a year, he he lost some pivotal time in his career to be a good, you know productive running back i just think from a physical standpoint it's on the downward spiral mm-hmm. they maybe can get a third round pick um you know matt patricia i i agree with you he should be there for a couple more years but just there hasn't been much success there at all i mean three wins is pretty bad i know there was a couple close loss i mean like they they could have easily had like seven or eight wins mm-hmm. but you know they had a close one early in the season against the Chiefs, uh, two really close games against the Packers. Like, they could have been a much better team, but 
I don't know if Matt Patricia really is uh, got much to offer other than the fact that he used to work with Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, Adam Gase. Yeah, he's trash. I just Never he's trash. That's it. Again. Right. Um, but yeah. So I guess I know. I know it's it's pretty fucking early to do this, but you know, until the regular season starts, that's all we do is speculate what we think is going to happen. And I know I was breaking down the other night kind of where I thought the AFC and NFC standings would be, who was going to be the division to beat and who was going to kind of be a, the, the sleeper picks. Um, I guess I was kind of curious to see where you had each division at. All right. Um, well, my so the AFC East, this is – I'll start off by saying this is – uh, as the teams are now, and so the Patriots without Tom Brady. Um, so the AFC East, I have the Bills at ten and six, the Patriots nine and seven, uh, Dolphins with uh, an improving year at seven and nine, the Jets uh, four and twelve. Um, and then over in the North, we have the Ravens at twelve and four, Steelers at eleven and five. Browns right where I think <laughs> they're always going to be eight and eight. Uh, Bengals yeah. five and, five and eleven. Hopefully Joe Burrow, if they do draft him, you know, takes them up a notch. Um, then the AFC South, which I think is going to just kind of be it's going to be an interesting race to watch. The Titans at eleven and five. Texans ten and six. Colts eight and eight, and then just the Jags, I which I think have such a hard schedule and just barely any hope at three and thirteen. Um, moving on to the West, Chiefs just gonna dominate the division at thirteen and three. Broncos seven and nine. Raiders six and ten, but could easily you know flip that to ten and six or nine and seven depending on who they get in the draft and in free agency. And then uh, Chargers just uh, also have no real hope, you know, and not having a quarterback at the moment. I have them three and thirteen. It's definitely a tough one um, with the Chargers. Like, you know, if they draft Justin Herbert, I think that they could be. I still think they'll be three and thirteen or four and twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think that if they do happen to get Herbert, which I they don't really have a lot of obvious needs. I mean, I would say other than a quarterback, probably another running back, mm. um, maybe an <clears throat> excuse me, interior line. But if they get Herbert, like that, that team could be fighting the Chiefs for the division in like two years. Mm. I love that but, Herbert to Chargers fit. Um, 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 um. I don't know. I just. Like it's such a that's such a shitty division to be in because Patrick Mahomes is going to dominate that division. Even if Tom Brady joins the the Raiders, they don't win that division, and that's why I don't think he's going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they are offering like a two year sixty ish million dollar deal. I know the the Patriots have offered him a one year thirty, so it's not like he's not going to get his money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. If, say, Brady stays in New England, though, that division becomes kind of a cluster mm-hmm. because the the Bills are by far the better team. They have a great coaching staff. I'm not going to say they're better coached than the Patriots are, but 
you know, they have a really good thing going on. The training staff's phenomenal. I think it's kind of a hard, gritty team. But they they have been unable to beat Tom Brady, and that's what's kept him from winning the division. But mm-hmm. I do think that this is the year, whether Tom Brady stays or not, that they win it. But I, I think if Brady wins, Buffalo loses both games against the Patriots. But I still think they win the division. I just think those two games might keep them from being a three-seed. Yep. So what's going to happen more than likely is they'll be a four seed and they'll go on the road. Um, like they'll they'll probably win the wild card game at home and then they'll they'll end up going on the road to Baltimore to Kansas City and um that will inevitably be the end of their season. You know, I think I think Buffalo is one of those teams that they they desperately need home games. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like like the Packers. I mean, the Packers are probably more talented than the Bills are, but you know, Green Bay is a team that, like, Rodgers is obviously a, a f- one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I just think without a solid offense, Green Bay needs home playoff games. Yep. You know, and, like, even though San Francisco was by far the better team pretty much on every level except probably quarterback, um, I think if the 49ers had come to Green Bay, had Seattle beat 49ers, you know, beat San Francisco at the end of the year, I think that game would have been a lot different. Just mm-hmm. It's a lot different playing on a cool 55-degree day in San Francisco than it is negative 5 degrees with snow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just the Chiefs are going to dominate the fucking league for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter where anyone goes. Like, I think the Packers are, are definitely going to be a threat. The 49ers are obviously a clear contender in the NFC, and I think the Seahawks – could arguably be the best team in the NFC, but like, I, how do you stop the Chiefs? Like the, yeah. the, the 49ers were doing it, and then Patrick Mahomes just said, "Let me just fuck you real quick." Right, and that's I. I just can't explain 21 points in seven minutes. Besides Patrick Mahomes, Tyree killed Travis Kelsey. I don't know. Right, Ooh. and it, but like. And here's the thing, too, is, like, I get that Mahomes has a lot of weapons around him, but honestly, it doesn't matter if it's, like, Demarcus Robinson or Miko Hardman. I know, like, they did a really good job of drafting a lot of speedy guys so they can kind of run that, like, jet sweep offense. Um, And Mahomes is obviously athletic enough that you do have to worry about him running. Mm -hmm. But, like, it it could be Randall Cobb and Cole Beasley as as his receivers, and he's still going to throw 40 touchdowns every year. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he's just that good, and and I, I I really don't know how you see that. I mean, how do you stop that team? Um, I think, I guess. Let me ask you this real quick: What teams do you see that are really shitty right now, that are building something good? You know, in in four years, they're gonna be, they're gonna be the next powerhouse. Um. Hmm. Like I, I would say, I would say the Dolphins. Honestly, I know they started yeah, off shitty, but like, like you've talked about, they they had a lot of guys break out this year. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know their record and you watched them from week ten to week seventeen, I would tell you that they're a playoff team. Yeah, they. I really do. That's that was the one team that the first team that came to my mind was the Dolphins. I don't know. You got three first round picks. 
this year, and I think you got two next year. Um, you got a probably you got the most money in the league right now. Like they're, and I love what they're doing with the front office and just how they're building the team. And um, I really think they're headed in the right direction to be. Um, I think it's going to be Bills and Dolphins at the top of the AFC East, and I think the Dolphins are going to eventually in two years be better than the Bills. So that would probably be my pick for the. Well, yeah, and it's it. A lot of it comes down to like salary cap, but the Dolphins are in such a good position with not only draft picks because, like that, you know, you you obviously rely on draft picks to keep your team afloat. Um, you know, to kind of avoid that salary issue. Um, but you know, right now, like you said, the we had talked about that last week. The how the Dolphins have so many guys that blew up as soon as that piece of shit Adam Gaze was gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really don't care if he, I hope Adam, I hope you're listening to this because you suck at being a coach. And I'm not going to say that I'm any better, but I'm not going to pretend that like I'm this guru on offense. Um, but the the Dolphins right now. Um, they got 83 as of now, just over $83 million in cap space that like they might sign Eric Armstead from the 49ers. Um, I think that'd be a really solid, I don't think Eric Armstead's that good, but he'd be a solid addition. I know the 49ers are not going to pay him. Um, they probably get Chris Harris jr. You'll have Xavier Howard back next year from injury. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's crazy that the Dolphins signed Darius Slay. You just mm-hmm. beef up that secondary through free agency, and then you hit your offense and defensive line hard in the draft. Um, I'm looking at this right now. The Bills actually are third in, in cap space, and that should be really concerning for the whole league because yeah, that is like, crazy. They're they're a legit team already, and they're sitting at 82 million. Like they they're gonna go out there and they're gonna get AJ Green. I would hate to see the Bills get Austin Hooper because I think that. Like in a matter of a week, the Bills could go from, yeah, they'd probably win the division to, fuck, we got to play this team. <laughs> um, just looking at this, the bottom of the barrel, negative 12 million, Minnesota Vikings. Um, <laughs> what, did, what, did, what did the Vikings do? Let me just tell you this, though, and this is, this is totally my opinion, but it's also fact. The Vikings fans are the worst fans in the league. They celebrate <laughs> beating certain teams like it's the goddamn Super Bowl and then they lose and like like I get it like I'm a Packer fan right I've seen so many heartbreaks we do so well we get to the postseason we lose like that's just what Packers do but the Vikings will celebrate beating Green Bay or beating Chicago like they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um I don't know what they do they're gonna cut Xavier Rhodes uh, you they probably move on mm-hmm. from Everson Griffin. They're gonna have to eat Cousins' salary, so I, I actually think Cousins deserves to be there and deserves to get paid. I think he had a pretty good year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade Stephon Diggs. Yeah, no. Um, I was just gonna say a little side note. I saw Stephon Diggs cleared uh the Vikings from all his social media like bio. Jeez, and bio. and you know what, Stephon Diggs is clearly one of the better receivers in the league, but. It, it the, so that I would compare him to Odell, right? He's a very sensitive mm-hmm. player, and while it's hard to come by talent like that, because Stephon Diggs is 
I mean, he's got everything you want in a receiver. He's got speed. He's strong. He can. He's got great hands. Great, right? Yeah, and, he, and that's the thing is like him and Devonte Adams. Like th- those are two guys. If we're really focusing on NFC North, that they're not the most athletic. They don't have that crazy speed. Mm-hmm. Diggs is a little faster, but they just they get off the ball. They get off the snap so quickly. Um. Yep. But. The problem with like Diggs and Odell is that they're almost more of a headache than they are like a benefit to the team. The only difference is Odell is just a once in a lifetime athlete. So like you'll put up with Odell because you know that he's gonna do ridiculous things. Whereas Stefan Diggs, I don't think consistently enough, you know, plays up to that hype. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the Vikings do. I think they're in trouble because I think their window was the last three years and they brought in they brought yeah, in cousins yeah. they knew they were going to be fucked on salary so they brought in cousins because they said this is our weakness this is our answer and i i do think cousins played really well but without dalvin cooking without that play action cousin cousins was terrible oh yeah no he needs that play action to thrive for sure um and and you might hate to hear this, John, but the Steelers are negative eight million. Oh yeah, no, I I am concerned, but we're always hugging up against the the cap, and um, we're I think I would like to. Well, I don't know. We've got a few a few guys we can cut, like Anthony Ciccolo Before I don't remember the date exactly, but he's five or six million. We'd save, um, but. There, I'm comfortable. I'm, I know we're not going to sign any big, uh, big name free agents, but what what worries me the most, though, out of like any team is that the Seattle Seahawks have the seventh most cap. Like oh, wow. that, that's not what you want. Because, and I will say this: as much as I hate the Seahawks, I, I know I said the Vikings fans are the worst. The the Seahawks fans are probably up there, but mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is a genius, and. The ownership of that, like, I think they have great ownership. I think, like, they stand for a lot of good things. Like, I just think it's a well-run organization. And, like, it's hard Mm -hmm. to dislike Russell Wilson. He's just such a great person. And he's one of the most spectacular NFL players that have ever touched the field. But Mm -hmm. they have such a good young team right now. And... If they get one more player in the secondary and then add a tight end, like I know they just signed Greg Olson or they're expected to sign Greg Olson. I don't know how the contract situation works as of now, if they can like technically sign them, but right. Cause I, I saw a number like one year, seven mil, but I don't know how all that. Right. And I, oh, cause like, I don't, I didn't think they could sign them. Like, I don't think they can sign right. free agents yet, but like, I'm sure they, agreed on something um that's mm-hmm. that's a reliable like in my opinion they're signing greg olsen because they're going to draft a tight end oh yeah um and and i still think greg olsen like unlike jimmy graham i think greg olsen could still actually be a, like he's got great hands and he blocks like jimmy graham doesn't block he doesn't catch it like what and the packers right now are sitting at like 20 million in cap space that's going to free up a lot of money when we cut him um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's, 
I just I I would hate to see the Seahawks go out and get some big name players because they're already a really good team, and that's the last thing I need is another three years of watching Pete Carroll fucking chew on the same piece of gum. <laughs> I mean, he just abuses that thing. Yeah, that's you know, and it. I don't know. It, it there's a lot of teams right here that I'm, I'm so I'm looking at the salary cap right now, and mm-hmm. like you got the Dallas Cowboys. Number five on that list was 73, almost 74 million. So what, 27 of that goes to Dak. Amari Cooper's still not paid yet. They, they were able to get Jalen Smith under contract during the season, but you're going to have to get another set piece in your secondary. I mean, Byron Jones is good, but I don't know if Awuzier is the answer and like Jeff Heath's certainly not worth any money. Oh, he's I just, I just feel that the Seahawks are are up to something, and I don't like it. Yeah, the NFC West is unbelievably stacked. Mm-hmm. The Rams will free up quite a bit of space if they get rid of Gurley, but that's a big it, like. It, the thing is, Gurley is a huge anchor on that team right now because if he's healthy, like I would, I would love to have Gurley on any team, but mm-hmm. if they can't get rid of that contract. They can't sign anyone. Like they, they, yep, exactly. they need, and, and they yeah, don't have any picks. They, either. they don't have any picks. They need one hundred percent. They need another running back, um, and they need a secondary. Like I, I still don't get that trade for Ramsey. I mean, I'm sure the Jaguars are just licking their chops. Mm-hmm. Like, because not only did the Jaguars get rid of a player who was inevitably just going to be a problem. And don't get me wrong, Jalen Ramsey's a top ten cornerback, but the Jaguars got picks out of it, and like they're still going to be shitty next year. They have no offense, and I don't know why the hell they signed Nick Foles to that contract. But yeah, that is a horrible, horrible contract. Yeah, and it's like what? I mean, I know he won a Super Bowl and he went full god mode against the Vikings and the Patriots, but what? Like what? What did they think was going to happen? Why would you give him any guaranteed money? It's he's a backup quarterback, right? Like that can like he's a very good backup quarterback, but a terrible below average mm-hmm. starting quarterback. And I'm telling you right now, for all the Jaguars fans listening, Gardner Minshew has an amazing mustache, and he really rocks that that denim. But he's going to struggle this year in that division. Like he he'll probably throw for thirty eight hundred yards, I would say no more than twenty five touchdowns. But I think he's going to be pick central. Yeah, I was going to say like twenty five to twenty eight, and like thirteen to fifteen, maybe mm-hmm. picks, twelve picks, maybe just and like it's going to be a little on. You the can, way. I mean, you can, like if you, if you're throwing fifteen picks a year, okay, I'm not super pleased about it, but. As long as you're like you look at Mahomes' MVP season, I think he threw like fourteen or fifteen interceptions that year. But he mm-hmm. threw for fifty touchdowns. You know, you're, you're right. you can and throw those I, if you if you throw fifty touchdowns. I can't remember exactly who the the Jags play, but if I remember right, they had a pretty difficult schedule too. So it's so just gonna be just not this year. 
I'll eat my words if I have to, but <laughs> I don't think they're going to be much of a threat this year. Well, and yeah, and, and and while that division is definitely got some, you know, question marks in there, like Colts with the quarterback, it's, you know, they, they're not sure what they're doing. The Texans are like clearly a good team, but not a great team. Um, I'm looking at the Jaguar schedule right now. They so they. They start a home game off against the Texans. I think that's a winnable game, but I, I just think the Texans are going to win that. Um, then they they got a home game against the Colts. I, I, like, there's a chance that the Jaguars do start off two and zero. They start off with three divisional games right away. They got Texans, Colts, Titans, um, and they're home. Let's see. Oh my gosh, they start off with. Let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No way. That must just be there. Okay. I got this list all jumbled up here. Let's see. I I just don't know how you get out of that division with the Titans being better, the Texans being better, and the Colts just have a better roster. Right. Mm-hmm. And with Frank Reich at the helm, he's a smart coach. And, yeah, just the Titans and Texans defense just scares me enough to where – I don't know if the Jags can really do much on offense um, in those games just because I just find it so difficult for them mm-hmm. to get so, out of there. And they, this is in no particular order. This is who they get at home. And I don't know how many this, – this is actually a tough home schedule. They got Pittsburgh, right, with Big Ben back uh, – Ben mm-hmm. has struggled in terms of accuracy against the Jaguars for whatever reason, but Steelers probably win that game. They play the Bears. It just depends on Trubisky. They get the Lions. They get the Browns, Dolphins, Titans, Texans, Colts. Um, but the, this is this is where you'd hate to be a Jaguars fan. They have to go to Baltimore. They got to go to Tennessee, obviously. They got to go Indianapolis and, and Houston, but they got to go to Green Bay and Minnesota. Yep, yep. That's that's what it was. Just those. That's because you could you can probably you know split those home games and be four and four, but you I don't know how you I don't know how you get past those away well, games. Yeah, you're not beating Tennessee <laughs> on the road, and you're probably not beating Houston on the road. I'll give them the Bengals, the Colts, and the Chargers, but they're going to get destroyed by the Ravens, Packers, and Vikings. That's just mm-hmm. that's kind of a bad franchise. I mean, like, do you move at this point if you're Jacksonville? Do you just up and leave that shitty city and and like go to Iowa or something? <laughs> Fucking Iowa. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would consider moving. Um, I mean, hmm. yeah. I just I. I just have zero faith in them. Like they missed their window. That was like two years ago, maybe or whenever. Yeah, whenever that was. I mean, a, that was a disaster of a pick. Like, they, and what's crazy mm-hmm. is that so <laughs> that they deserve to lose against the Patriots because of what Jalen Ramsey said after the Steelers game. You know, we're going Super Bowl. We're going to win that bitch. Well, mm-hmm. you gave up 500 yards to Big Ben. Like. They absolutely toasted you, mm-hmm. and then you're saying that knowing that you've got New England in New England, 
Like what that's that's just not something that anyone would ever say. Right. I I yeah, that's that's I, and I don't know I don't know who they could even sign to make that team viable. I mean, so some of the the top 10 free agents, this is just my opinion, uh Mike Pouncey. Good center. I mean, he's a like mm-hmm. the Pouncey brothers are just you don't fuck with them. They're they're tough players. They they bust their ass. Um, oh, yeah. Chris Jones on the Chiefs. I don't know if they're gonna sign him. He's he, and he's he's pretty good. Uh, Dak Prescott, obviously. I, you know, Jacksonville could be a team that he goes to. I if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm gonna put all my cards you know on the table and I'm gonna say, hey, look, I'll sign that franchise tag with you, and I'm not fucking playing. Like he's going to make, yeah, he's far underpaid and he's proven that even with a season off, like quarterbacks, their window is a little bit longer than like a running back or receiver. I think Dak Prescott had proved that he's, I don't want to say a superstar, but like he's, he's better than Carson Wentz and Derek Carr. I think he'll get his contract. It might not be with the Cowboys, but if I'm him, I'm taking 27 million and I'm going to sit at home while getting paid. And then I'm going to say, okay. Now you got to pay me two hundred million instead of one hundred and seventy, and I'm going to go to a different team. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That's 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 tough. Jadavian Clowney. I don't know if he's going to resign with the Seahawks. Um. Who? Yeah. I. I mean. I don't know if Clowney's got a new deal or not. Yeah, I did you that's uh what he's gonna get a franchise player type of deal, you would think. Well and I can't um really right, and I can't remember for. Did the did the Texans give him a deal before he went before he got traded? I don't I don't think so. Um if they did it was only like a one or two year. Um I don't think they did. Let's see here. I'm gonna pull up contracts here. Okay, so yeah, he's he's not under contract. Shaquille Barrett is like in my opinion, Sha- Shaq Barrett is probably the, the number one guy to get. In the, in the free agency, he's just he what led the league I think with 19 sacks. Um, yeah, he he's a beast, and I don't know yeah, the Buccaneers. There, I just there's no chance they let him go. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Simmons of the Broncos. I would think they'd sign him. Cowboys also got to pay Byron Jones. You know what? Cowboys might be in the same position as the Jaguars if they're not careful. Right, no, and that's a tough thing for the Cowboys. Is I mean, yeah, they got money, but are are they? So if they, because you think they just got to make Dak the priority to get him on the field, and I mean, with mm-hmm. the money they have, you'd think they'd want to pay Cooper, you know, but you'd almost then you'd have to say bye to Byron yeah, Jones. They, they're in a tough position. I I but think probably the biggest a, question mark though was Derrick Henry. 
I know we talked about that a little before, but like, I'm yeah. not, you know, that I'm not high and mighty on paying running backs. Not that they don't deserve the money, but they're just in a bad situation where their first four years of their rookie deal are typically when they're the best. And then the injuries start to add up. And like, I know Derrick Henry's a freaking hog, mm-hmm. but if you give him $60 million and then he goes down with a knee injury, you're going to handicap yourself just like the Rams have done. Or the Cowboys, honestly. I know Zeke is yeah. not hurt, but like clearly that was not the right choice. Um, because say they didn't sign Zeke and they just let him sit out a year. Okay, they still missed the playoffs regardless with him. Um, but now you'd have you'd be in the, the, the upper hand where you can say, Well, Zeke, we, we didn't make the playoffs. Yes, you think that's because of you, but we we still gotta sign Dak. Um, I think Dak would have had just as good of a year without Zeke. Um and so I think their priority would have been yeah. strictly Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. But now you have such a big contract invested in a running back who kind of had, I mean, I'm not going to say Zeke is done. I mean, like he's obviously one of the best running backs, but um, that uh, essentially that contract is going to be their kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, they're still going to have their offensive line for the next couple they years. But they're getting up there in age. I mean, Zach Martin's still young, but Frederick and, yeah, and Tyron Smith, I mean, what are they? Those two, I mean, left yeah, tackle, well, center, and, about and third. Tyron's going to start, right? you know, we saw it last year, just more and more injuries. Um, Lyle Collins is, is starting to get injured. Like, I just think eventually the, yeah, the Cowboys can't rely on the run game anymore just because it's a passing league. Like, we saw that. You know, one of the games, more intense games was the Packers-Cowboy game. You know, early in the year, Packers were up by a lot and were unable to keep putting their foot on the throttle. I mean, they still won, but the the Cowboys ran into a situation where their offense was so, you know, we're going to run, run, run. And then they got down early and it forced Dak Prescott to have to throw the ball a lot. And that's, mm-hmm. and I think those are the games that Jerry Jones is probably using to use against Dak and say, hey, well, when you were pressured to throw it, Every play, you threw three picks. Even though he did lead them back, I think they mm-hmm. lost by like you know twenty four to thirty one or something like that. But still, I just I don't know. I don't like paying running backs. I think that there's a lot of running backs in the draft right now. I don't think the Cowboys would get any of them, but I don't think it's crazy to think the Cowboys try to trade Zeke. Right. Well, that was a point I was going to make um, of why I don't like paying running backs either. It's just the college is turning out so many running backs nowadays that it's so hard to, like, as much as I would love the running backs to get paid and would make a case for them, it's just the way it's going. There's running backs coming. There's so many. There's just so many coming out of college that they're just easily replaceable, basically, unless, you know, they're even if they're not superstar studs like Zeke and Gurley and like I mean you don't get Barkley every year but just the way teams are using committee running backs and it's mm-hmm. it's one of I the guess talking about to just restock you know specific players and this is kind of going off script a little bit but 
You think Antonio Brown, do you think there's any chance he goes back to the Steelers? Um, it's, This is one I've struggled with. Um, it kind of tugs at my heartstrings because I think about all the good times, you know, of him playing and but then all the bullshit he's put us through. But I, I don't think he'll end up with the Steelers just because the Steelers are more of a no no bullshit mm-hmm. organization. You almost think the damage has been done. Moved it's on not from him. And mm, yep, and. Like I, I mean, I mean, all the best wishes, and I want to see Antonio Brown playing again, but I don't think it'll be um, with the Steelers. But I think it might be for another contender that um, needs weapons, but he, where also where he's not going to be the t- like one of the, right. um, you know, most important weapon. You know, like the Niners, and then they have Kittle and Debo. He'd fit in nice there, but I also think he needs yeah a strong a strong. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's an absolute nutcase, and I, I kind of think his apologies were half ass. But I do agree on the point there. Like, I I think mm-hmm. he was kind of like you had said earlier. He's sincere in a way, like you know, he does realize like, oh shoot, I did have it really good in Pittsburgh because I was catching yeah. 100 plus balls a year. I was I was the receiver in the NFL. Um, you know, team's game plan just to stop me and stop me alone. But I also feel like he's he's grasping at straws, kind of, you know, I just want to get back to the valley. I'll say whatever I have to say. Like, I do think it's kind of heartfelt. But at the same yeah. time, I've like, when that report came out, uh, you know, about the whole sexual assault allegation, he, like, went out. I, I don't remember the exact, you know, situation, so don't quote me on anything. But he, like, went after the reporter or something like that and said, you know, message them. And it's just, like, you you have proven time and time again, like, the whole locker room videotaping stuff after the game. Like, it's just been one incident after another. And I don't see him going back to Pittsburgh, even though, like, I know Steelers fans, as much as they might hate mm-hmm. him, they would still love that. I just think, you know, you got a second chance in – I wouldn't say Oakland was his second chance. I think his second chance was when the Patriots signed him. But, like, he went to Oakland, and they were going to pay him, and then he just went crazy, and then, he, you know, he burns his foot or whatever happened with that, and then, like, he goes to New England, but then he he can't even keep his head on straight there, and Bilicek's not really a person that takes chances, even though last year they did (laughs) uh, sign Josh Gordon and Brown, which was insane. Like the the most unlike Billichek things I've ever seen. Yeah, yep. But I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see him playing for the Steelers. I do think there might be a little resentment there for Brown. I think that he might want to try to sign with Baltimore. Like you know, it would you know how good Brown would feel just being on our team at hmm. Pittsburgh. I don't mm-hmm. think John Harbaugh would put up with that, but mm-hmm. I've seen crazier things. I mean, they had Ray Lewis on that team, and we all know what he did. Not saying anything specifically. Um, <laughs> and Ray, if you're listening, please don't come kill me. Uh, moving on, though, something I wanted to get to before we uh, we end the segment here. I know you're really excited about the combine coming up. This 
this draft class, there's so many places that people could go. Yep. Where do you see, you know, I guess, who do you see going in the top five? All right, so I've got my top five here. Um, this is just no trades as of right now. Although I do, there's got there's gonna be, uh, there's got to be a trade in the top five, I would assume. Um, but starting off at one, I have the Bengals taking Burrow. Um, I think he's as much as I would love um, to take Chase Young if I were the Bengals. I just think you got to take Burrow and start building around him. Um, he's just too talented to pass up to, at your quarterback position. Um, I have Washington taking Chase Young, uh, Ron Rivera there, just getting a defensive centerpiece to help build that already pretty good front seven. And Washington, I think, would be huge. Um, and then three, I have Detroit. It's tough for me. I would love to take Isaiah Simmons if I were them, but I think Jeff Okuda mm-hmm. is probably the pick especially with all this news surrounding Darius Slay probably not being on the team next year. I think it'll help, you know, a nice building piece for the secondary. For New York, I'm taking Jedrick Wills. I think, you know, you just need a uh, protector for uh, Danny Dimes there, him being the franchise QB. I mean, I would love oh, – you yeah. could also go Isaiah Simmons here. They just they, they need I think is just a Bad. phenomenal athlete and – one of the best players in the draft. Um, but yep. Yep. Just like it's, it's that point where it just overrules everything and you just gotta, you gotta bolster the trench. That's really all there is to it. Um, then, uh, five, I have yeah, Dolphins that, getting their guy to, and that's where like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I think you're spot on. I kind of where like a lot of the big boards are right now, but I think, I do think the Dolphins get to out regardless. But I think they're going to trade up to get Tua only because they, they actually have the trade stock to do it. But I think they don't want to chance someone else. Like, like for example, right. And I, like, it, it's not that I don't think any of the teams, right, the, the top four the teams, are going to take Tua. Like, I think if I could see Washington taking a quarterback, but because Rivera is their head coach and he built such a good defense in Carolina, I think. If as long as Burrow goes one, I think it's pretty concrete that Washington is going to take Chase Young. How could you not? The only other play, like they could take Isaiah Simmons, they could take Akuda because they're both studs, um, and they're they're both pieces that they need. Like the, the if I'm Washington though, as much as I want Chase Young, I'd mm-hmm. almost take Akuda. I just think he's that good. But yeah, the the Chargers could trade up and take Tua. Mm-hmm. And even though I think they're sitting perfectly to get Justin Herbert, I think he'd be a good fit there just with the weapons he has. But I think, I don't know. I, do you think there's any chance, though, that Washington takes a QB? Yep. Like, have they see, did, did Haskins play well enough with all the um, turmoil going on? Did he play well enough late in the season to prove that he's got potential? I personally believe so. I would just, I mean, having a new coach, you would 
you'd like to have him get his guy if he doesn't believe Haskins is his guy, but I think I would – I believe Haskins played well enough with all the I – mean, mm-hmm. he, he was like kind of basically out of gaze. Kind of destined to fail almost. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> – I I believe in him enough to I would give him another shot because Washington's in that as much as you would love to grab a QB here like there's just all these just stud defensive players to help um, bolster bolster that defense and then I like you give him like a rental year you know I just one year and, and so I know we talked about guy, this like Alex Smith possibly going to the Bears I think that's a perfect spot for Alex Smith. I think he's still a starting quarterback in this league in terms of talent. Um, you know, I know he had a gruesome injury two seasons ago, missed this whole year, but I I don't think it's out of the question that the the Washington Redskins make Alex Smith the starter. But just because like he Alex Smith is better than Dwayne Haskins. The only problem is Alex Smith is what, 36, 37 mm-hmm. years old. Um like he's not going to be around much longer, and you're probably not going to give him a deal. So, like, if if you do say say they start Alex Smith, then you're moving on from Haskins. Like, you can't you can't start Keenum and then start Haskins and then start Keenum and then go back to Haskins and then go to Smith and then yeah, go back. Like, you make him go. It's just not only is it not good for their confidence, but you don't get the chemistry. And if I'm doing right. Haskins, I'm saying, what the hell? I was a first round pick. Play me or trade me. But I, yeah, I, I think now here's where right. things get a little bit crazy. If what happens if Cincinnati takes Chase Young? Yeah, then it's <laughs> then it's uh, people are calling Washington right, and and if if I'm like Washington crazy, or I think I'm Detroit, too, to see if they can I'm make freaking praying to the football gods that um, Cincinnati takes Chase Young, even if you're Washington, you maybe want Chase Young or Detroit, and you think you can get Chase Young because there are teams like the Chargers, or or honestly even the Saints, that are probably willing to part ways with multiple firsts to move up and get like, like I think, I think the saints mm-hmm. would be a per, you know, Joe Burrow. I know he's an Ohio kid. So Cincinnati makes sense to him, but he, he won a title for LSU. He's already got that fan base in new Orleans. You draft, you know, you trade out, like they're going to have to trade two first and probably a current valuable player on their team. But can you imagine if the Saints traded up and were able to draft Burrow, sit him a year behind Drew Brees? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, like it I, I know unreal. a lot of people aren't I talking would, about it, but like if I'm going like to choose something to really throw off the draft, um, I think the Saints are going to do whatever they can to get Joe Burrow just because like, I know Cincinnati makes sense, but if Cincinnati doesn't take Joe Burrow, I think you're going to see a team like the Saints – or the Patriots or someone go crazy over Burrow. Yeah, I can. I mean, I I'm not putting that just because like the, the Saints have so much talent the on their team. They got I, Michael Thomas on a I new deal. You got a younger guy in Traquan Smith who I think can be effective. You still got Kamara. Obviously, they're going to have to pay him. Um, and you you've got a 
pretty good defense. I mean, there's a lot of pieces on that defense that need work, but oh, can you just imagine just like Drew Brees one year left, Joe Burrow gets to sit behind him, <sighs> and then Brees retires, and then it's like you just got the Saints for another 15 years. I mean, I don't know that Burrow is like, it's so tough to say because that offense was so good. That LSU offense has so many pieces. Just, you know, having um, Randy Moss's mm-hmm. kid, I forgot his first name. Thaddeus, yeah, Thaddeus Moss. But then you also have Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Hey, Jamar Thaddeus Chase is a stud. I think that's um, they had a couple good running backs. They had a good offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. And they played in yeah, a division yeah. where or a conference where defense doesn't exist. Uh, well, I guess good defense doesn't actually exist in college football anymore. But mm-hmm. like that, oh, that would that would be just insane to see. But I don't I don't think it'll happen. But I do think I, I would love to see the Bengals take Chase Young. I know you as a Steeler fan probably don't want to see that. But right, but I just yeah, if they uh, take Chase Young, that just well, changes nice, the whole but... draft because now Washington's got to make a decision. I think they trade down. Because then they feel like they could still get, you know, Isaiah Simmons maybe, or like, there's so many good guys in the draft right now in the first round. Like, you could be picking 32nd overall. And like, a lot of people have the Chiefs taking J.K. Dobbins. Like, there, there really isn't a bad pick at all in the draft. I think that it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what team takes a lower level first round pick in the top 15. Like I think Patrick Queen could go in the top 15. I don't think he will, but I think he could. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor could go top 20. I don't mm-hmm. know if he is going to get taken in the first round, but I think he could be a valuable asset to a team. I think people are just kind of worried about Monty Ball, the Monty Ball effect. I just... uh I really hope the Packers take Jalen Rager. Yep. Yeah, that. I need that the pa- the Packers need to get a middle linebacker. They, Rager, to be honest, and, and maybe this sounds stupid or biased or whatever, but stop drafting white linebackers. Like I don't know how to say any any differently, and maybe that's insensitive, but like. <laughs> they're, they're, and I guess race really has nothing to do with it, but they're they're taking these guys that are all the same fit. Like AJ Hawk was really good for the Packers. You know, I know this was like a decade ago, but you know he was that bruising guy who could hit people. His helmet came off every play, but I loved AJ Hawk. Um, and then you had like Jake Ryan, and now you got Blake Martinez, guys who tackle a lot. They typically lead the league in tackles or are up there. But they can't cover and they can't pass rush. Mm-hmm. And and like and but that's really what the league's yeah, shifting to. You don't have these six foot three, six foot two, two hundred and sixty pound linebackers anymore. They're like six one, two thirty five, but they're running four fives. Right. No. Like. I know a lot of people put Isaiah Simmons as an outside linebacker, but I would he, love him as a middle linebacker. Six four, two thirty, runs a four four. 
It'll be like I don't know. It'll, it'll be I really would, interesting to see the uh, Bengals kind of hold all the power. I mean, like I, I don't think they're going to trade out of that first spot. It just very rarely. I mean, teams just don't typically trade out of the top three. But I don't think it's crazy to think the Bengals trade down. Mm-hmm. You know, say they they trade their pick with the Dolphins or or the Chargers or something like that, right? And you know they could get a they could still get a top ten pick, and mm-hmm. they could probably get another first and a fourth or a third, and still get Isaiah Simmons or Akuda or you know Del Pitt or you know someone. But I don't know for Who anyone out there that plays Madden if you do upload piece. the current draft, Tua almost always gets taken first. I don't know why, but Tua almost always gets taken first when I play Madden. 